welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. Today I get to preach a sermon that uh, I've looked forward to for quite a while. I get to preach on the double amen. When I pray at the end of my uh, prayers, uh, I'll say amen and amen. Uh, If you haven't noticed it, you haven't been around very long. I do it all the time. And uh, I do the double amen. And people say, where did that come from? And uh, it really came from my dad. I want you to know that, that my dad would always pray. And at the end of it, he'd be like, amen and amen. That's just the way he prayed. He did it all the time. And so that habit was uh, transferred to me and I started to do it. And uh, so I guess that's another thought right now. Parents, be careful what you transfer. Uh, I hope it's a double amen. All right. Uh, Amen and amen. All right. But I I just started doing it and it, it just, it was something that I did. And then somebody said, is that even biblical? And then I started to look it up and I realized that it, it is biblical to do a double amen. So we're going to look at the word amen today, and then we're going to look at the double amen, and uh, we just, we're going to look and see how this all works out. What is God doing with the amen and the double amen? And I, like I said, I do it all the time. I do the amen, and, and people will sometimes even keep score like, that was a triple amen. All right. Quadruple amen. That's not in the Bible. Quadruple amen is not in there. All right, but, but double amen is there. And I do it all the time. Sometimes people will tease me about it, and I find it very endearing when other people talk about it. But um, the, the, the kids from Haiti, we have some missionaries, uh, uh, Barrett and Carrie Todd are in Haiti. And uh, they had all these kids that were there and they, they watch River Valley, okay? So they're in Haiti. You're wondering what's going on with live stream. And sometimes when I'm talking to the camera and I'm saying, those that are watching on live stream, we'll get a report that people are watching all around the world. And we know that uh, they are showing all sorts of people in Haiti right now. And uh, so they wanted to wish me a happy birthday for my recent birthday. And the kids all gathered together. Now there's subtitles on this video and it goes by quick, but you've got to listen because they've been listening to me preach. And so listen to how they end my happy birthday. Go ahead and show the video. I love it. I love it. I don't care if you do single amen, double amen, triple amen. I want you to say amen, all right? So here at all of our campuses, come on, give me an amen. Amen. All right, I was going to say give me a better amen there, but that was really good. All right, we're there. All right, so does the, does the word amen mean like the end? Is that what it means? Like we prayed it out and the end, okay? It, it does not mean the end. And sometimes we use it that way. And I want to let you know that when they used it in the Bible times, they did not have to let everybody know that they were done praying 
Because in, in the early church, when they would pray, they didn't pray heads bowed and eyes closed like we do. They actually prayed like this. God, today we're bringing this prayer to you. I, I actually kind of like that a lot better. I mean, it, it seems more endearing, more engaging, more alive than many of the ways we pray. But for us, we pray and a lot of people close our eyes. We fold our hands. I don't know why we are culturally conditioned to do that, but, but it, it's not meaning the end. It's not meaning the end. That's not the case of it. We could say it, amen, amen, amen. I mean, you can say it however you want to, but it's used 127, 127 different times in the Bible. Okay, it's, it's transliterated. I want you to understand the word amen is transliterated. What does that mean? It means that even though there's a meaning for the word amen, the word amen is just placed into every language. It's a universal word. So rather than trying to figure out how would we use that in our culture, people have just grabbed the word amen. And if you go into any language, amen is the word that people are using. So it's transliterated. Um, and it's used all around the world. What does it mean? It means firm, unshakable, sure, secure, let it be so. That's what it means. So when we pray, we are saying, whatever we're bringing before God, we're saying, Lord, that is firm. Let it be unshakable. Let it be sure. Let it be secure. Let it be so. And, and in the Bible, I've got some illustrations for you. Um, I had so much fun with the kids the other day using them. I'll use some more. Um, in the Bible, it carries the meaning of like a peg going into a secure spot and you're driving it deep and you're pounding it in and it's there and it's not moving. And when you're praying something, how many think we pray prayers, we should be embarrassed to put an amen on? Yeah. We're like, Lord, amen. <laughs> it means firm, secure, so be it. Let it be. It's secure. I'm aligning with this. We're going to get into Isaiah 22, 23. was talking about, I will drive him like a peg into a firm place. It's using amen there. It's saying, I will drive him like a peg into a firm place. He'll become a seat of honor for the house of his father. It was saying, I will drive him like a peg. It's not moving. That's what the word amen means. Again, it's something that we've got to grab hold of. I just, I just feel it so strong. Stop praying prayers that you can't put an amen behind. Really, let your, let your faith, I really pray that in this, in this sermon today, that our faith will rise up to a level that we will stop praying prayers of a lesser kind and we'll start praying prayers that we can't wait to put an amen or a double amen on. And we're not playing around, we're really praying and bringing this to our heavenly father. And I can hear somebody like, this is so violent. He's got the <laughs> peg in the, all right. So for those of you who want a softer amen, this is it in sign language. But it's kind of the same thing, isn't it? I like that. I mean, sometimes I'll do that. I know a little bit of sign language. And sometimes I'll be praying. I'll be like, amen. Amen. I'm not mad. I'm just like signing it. I'm like double amen in my amen in words and deeds. You know, I'm just double amen in, all right? So it's amen. It's not to be said lightly. Here's where I want to go with this. There's a, there's a covenantal undertone to the word amen. When you say amen, when you're talking to God, there's a a covenant level undertone to it. It's not to be said lightly. It's not filler. It's not eyes up, prayers over. It is, we are entering into this. There's a firm grip of what we're saying. So be it. 
Let it be. It's right there. And there's an example in the Bible of, of this covenantal undertone to the word amen. And we'll get to the double amen. Don't worry, we're going to get there. But in Deuteronomy 27, Moses is talking to the Israelites. They've been led out of slavery. God has to give them all sorts of rules called the law, new rules for them to live by. He's like, you don't understand how I want you to live because you've been in slavery. And now I want you to understand exactly how I want you to live. And he goes and tells them good things that will happen to them and then bad things. And he says, don't do these things. Don't do these things. Matter of fact, he uses the word cursed. He's like, cursed is anybody who does this. And as the people were standing there listening to Moses, give them the law, give them the rules that they were to live by, they were to respond to that with amen. So let me just read it. It's like, the Levites shall recite to all the people of Israel in a loud voice, cursed is anyone who makes an idol, a thing detestable to the Lord, the work of skilled hands, and sets it up in secret. Then all the people shall say, amen. And what they were saying is, we're not going to do that. We're not going to have other idols and we're not going to hide them in our tent from you, God, because we know you could see it and we know you don't want it. Amen. Cursed is anyone who dishonors their father or mother. Then all the people shall say, amen. Cursed is anyone who moves their neighbor's boundary stone. It's saying, stop being a cheat. Stop being a cheat. And the people will say, amen. Cursed is anyone who leads the blind astray on the road. He's saying, take care of the poor and the hurting and the vulnerable. Don't you be a person that takes advantage. And the people said, amen. Cursed is anyone who withholds justice from the foreigner, the fatherless or the widow. Then all the people said, amen. And you can get this picture of a covenantal tone that was going on that they were saying, I commit to this. This is, this is amen. And, and, and even in our own culture today, some people do this and say, you got my word. Amen. Like I'm there. Heart, like it's there. I'm with you. Do you understand? There's a covenant. You're, you're saying like, it's coming from here. It's not just coming from here. It's coming from here. And that's what the people are saying. And so we see the use of amen in a commitment. And in the Old Testament, they did like, amen. We're not gonna do that. We're not gonna live that way. Amen. We're not gonna do that. Amen. But for us now, for us now, when we put an amen on where the Bible is going with the New Testament since Jesus has been here. I mean, when I see Romans 10, 9 and 10, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Amen. You don't have to doubt it. You're like, well, I don't know. I mean, how hard do I have to work to get into heaven? It's right there. If you believe with, in, in your heart, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, amen, you're in. It's like I sign on the dotted line. I believe. I'm committing to this from a deeper place than just my lips. I'm committing it from, from here and I'm agreeing to live this way. I'm agreeing to live the way that I just prayed. That's what I'm agreeing to. Amen. Amen. Another thing that's done is, is praises are done with an amen. Okay, now I don't want you to be distracted by the double amen here, but in Psalm 41 and Psalm 72, it says, praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting, amen and amen. They're like, so be it. It's firm. He's everlasting God. In, in Psalm 72, praise be to the Lord God, the God of Israel, who alone does marvelous deeds. Praise be to his glorious name forever. May the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. It's right there. It's like, oh, praise his name. There's just a, a, a song that is being sung. It's a praise to God. And anything we're saying about how amazing he is, how majestic he is, how glorious he is, we're saying like, so be it, so be it. It's true, it's true, it's true. We wanna live that way. We agree with what we just were singing. Amen, amen. 
Amen. Amen. How many remember that song? Huh? Amen. 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 Settle down, Fairbrook Campus. Amen. <laughs> no, all right. <laughs> I like that song. Should have had a choir up here today. Amen. I'm singing it. I'm praising it. We think about how good he's been. Man, if, you were, if, if a song has a break moment, sometimes the church is like, I don't know what to do. They're just kind of playing right now. There's no words on the screen. Just amen, 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 amen. Like everything we're singing, we're agreeing with, and it's coming from here, not just from here. It's okay. Fill in the pause with some amens. That's a good spot for you to say amen. I'm just saying amen. <laughs> Another thing we're doing. Oh, uh, yeah, I think about Pastor Anthony. He Kevin's, he's like, amen. You know, and his Aussie. Anyways, but submission to the will. Of, we do it as well. We, we submit to the will of God. We submit to God's will. That's what we're saying when we're saying amen. Here's the thing. God is not bound by your amen. Let it be so. We're aligning whatever we prayed with his amen. Let it be so. So don't think just because you put amen at the end, just like, well, I drove it in the ground and a Mercedes is coming my way. You know, that's not how it works, all right? It's not how it works. The amen is that some of you have prayed that prayer, I can tell. <laughs> Apple Valley Campus needs to repent of coveting or something. It's, it, it's not a guarantee, it's an alignment. And you're really saying when you say amen, like, Lord, anything that was out of line, I submit to you, let it be so according to your will. According to your will. Like we prayed the best we could from the words we have and from the feelings we have and from where we're at. But if we missed it at all in the amen, let us submit to wherever you want this to go. It's your amen. Let it be so. Your will be done. Another thing we pray, we, we, we do a, a statement of faith with our amen. We're, we're building, we're amen. That's right. I, I, I lift my life up to the level of the amen in, in, in God's word. I lift my life up. Like that's a promise. I'm, I want to align with that. I want to lift up with that. I believe this. Uh, and so I'm jumping into this amen and I'm, I'm saying it's secure. It's strong. I agree with this. Uh, I think it's very appropriate, just so you know, here, all of our campuses, it's appropriate when a prayer is being prayed for us to pray amen. Uh, you like, amen, amen. Like when we're praying and somebody's leading in prayer, we can have a chorus of prayer. What do I mean? We're not overriding their prayer, but we're supporting it with a so be it. Yes, we align with that. Yes, we agree with that. Amen. So somebody might be leading in prayer in your life group, for instance, and it'd be okay for you to amen. Now, it might be outside your comfort zone. You're like, our life group doesn't normally do that, okay? It's okay, though. I really believe that we should be more in a chorus of prayer in our church services, in our prayer meetings, in our life groups. Uh, that's the way our family lives it out. I can remember um, we were at a holiday get-together. I don't know if it was Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever. We were there with our relatives, and our, most of our relatives come from the Lutheran background. Love the Lutherans. Don't get me wrong, all right? They just tend to be a little more sedate than our church, all right? Okay, so we're there with all of our relatives, and uh, we're praying for the meal, and you wouldn't think that that would deserve an amen, but Connor and Logan were raised in that way. And so as Grandpa was praying, like, Lord, we're so grateful, and the boys were like, mm, yes, we are, amen. You know, and... All the eyes of our relatives popped open. 
And grandpa kept praying, like, we are so blessed people. We just want to thank you for everything. They're like, amen, amen, we do, we do. And they kept doing that. And they kept pray- he kept praying, and they kept amen. And at the end of the prayer, he just ended the prayer, Jesus' name, amen. They said, amen. And he goes, well, I guess we know who's not Lutheran. You know, so, I, you know, it's one of those moments, you know. It's okay. But they were just trying to say it's a statement of faith, a statement of belief. We're going somewhere with this. We agree with this. And whenever it's being prayed, we're pounding it in the ground. Now, in addition to Psalm 41 and 72, we've got the double amen. So I read those already. Let's get there for the double amen. Psalm 89, 52 says, praise be to the Lord forever. Amen and amen. There's a double amen. There's double amens in the Old Testament. There are double amens in the New Testament. Jesus uses the double amen all throughout the gospel of John. It's written with double amens. Now, when we have a, a, a repetitive word, when there's a repetitive word, it's, it's there for emphasis. For emphasis. It, the, the term is called epizuxis, epizuxis, okay? So when somebody uses a word and they're doing it twice, they mean they're really, really on that. Like it's really what they mean. For instance, um, if you're using a double word in the Bible, it's saying that it's really, really, it's, it's the truth. It's the strongest. It's, the, it's exactly what we mean. Pay attention. Okay, and in real life, how many know that when you're, if you're married and your wife does a little epizuxis and she goes, I'm hungry, hungry. How many know you better pull over or she's going to epizuxis your head right now? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm hungry, hungry. Are you hungry or are you hungry, hungry? Are you angry or are you angry, angry? You know? So it's there for emphasis. It's like, I really, really mean this. Now, it can mean that in that way, but it also, just think about it in the good way in the word of God. When it says he's King of kings and Lord of lords. He's really king. He's really Lord. When it's saying it's the holy of holies, it really is the holy, holy place. It's like, it's really, really the place where God is. It's, he's king of kings, Lord. I mean, it's, it's something that takes it to another level. Whenever there's a double, it's taking it to another level. And so when we pray a double amen, and that's why I've got to watch myself. Like, I don't want to pray prayers that are part way. I don't want to pray. I don't want to pray a prayer that's halfway and then double amen it. Like I really, really meant that. And God's like, no, you didn't. You can't even say an amen on that one. Because I'm saying, I really, really mean this. We really, really want to do this. The, the prayer that we prayed, we were driving it in and we're driving it in. It's coming from a deeper place. I'm saying, I want to align with what I prayed. I want to submit to what I prayed. My faith is rising up with what I prayed. And I'm very serious about what I prayed right now. Some of you are like, I need to add the double amen because that's the way I pray. I pray with an intensity. I pray with it and I've always just said amen. And I want to add a double amen to really, really get there to the next level. See, because Jesus did the double amen. Jesus did the double amen. Some believe that uh, when John was writing and he gives the double amen to Jesus, that he might have been quoting the actual words. Like he's saying, Jesus really said this. Okay, that's one possibility. Some people believe that John was just trying to say that when Jesus was talking, this is something that you should really pay attention to. Whenever there's a a, a double amen. Now you say, I've read the book of John. There's no double amen there. Okay, when they translated the word into our Bible, they change it to verily, verily. Truly, truly. Maybe your Bible says most assuredly. You know what that is? Double amen. Double amen. It's right there all the time. And, and, and I, it's right. Amen, 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 amen. He's like, amen and amen. 
I'm gonna tell you something. Amen and amen. So anytime you see truly, truly, it's amen and amen. And I just wanna read a few of these and you can amen them if you want. But these are things that Jesus said that John thought deserved special attention because they were worthy of a double amen to start with. Jesus answered him, truly, truly, amen and amen. I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That's real. Truly, truly, amen and amen. I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but he's passed from death to life. Amen, amen. Jesus answered them, truly, truly, amen and amen. I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. See, you think you're winning in sin. He said, pay attention. This is really true. If you're practicing sin, you're a slave to that sin. Jesus said, truly, truly, amen and amen. I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he'll never see death. We're gonna have eternal life. That's true. Jesus put a double amen on it. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever receives the one who receives me, and whoever receives me, receives the one who sent me. There's an amen on that. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do and greater works than these will he do because I'm going to the Father. How many know that that one, you read it, you go, I don't think I'm doing greater works. Jesus put a double amen on it. Read the word of God and put the double amen. Last one, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. There's a double amen on that. And you may be watching right now and you're like, I don't know if I can have eternal life. He put a double amen on it. He put a double amen on it. We can believe it. We can agree with it. We can say, yes, Jesus said these are really, really true. Now, Jesus did something else that no one else that we know of in history, in all of the Hebrew culture, of all the Jewish culture, nobody did what Jesus is recorded to have done in John. Nobody led their statement with an amen other than Jesus. We don't start our prayer with amen, like everything I'm going to say is true, so be it, okay? We pray it, and then we put the amen on the end with let it be true, let it align with your will, but Jesus led with an amen. Like, before Jesus was going to say anything, he amened himself, I mean, how many, have you ever heard a preacher like say, come on, give me an amen. amen. And, it's like, and then I've, I've been in some services are like, I'm preaching so good, hang on. They walked out of the front row and they get down there, they're like, amen. And then they go back out to the pulpit. I mean, they're like, I'll amen myself if you won't amen me. All right. Jesus amened himself when he started talking. He's like, amen. And then he would go and talk to the people. Whether he did a double amen or a single amen, he led with the amen. Why? Because he is the Amen. So he's like, I'm not giving you an opinion. I'm not giving you a suggestion. I'm not giving you a theory. I'm giving you an amen, a so be it, a bank your life on it, align with this. I'm the truth. I am the amen. And by the way, the amen is speaking right now. That's what he's saying. So... So if you have a Bible that happens to have the red letters in it, those are amen words. Those are amen words. Any word that he spoke was amen, but it goes, it's so much more than even the words he spoke while he was on earth. The apostle Paul gives us a, a glimpse into the amen in 2 Corinthians 1.20. He says, for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ and through, and through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. What does that mean? What does that mean? He's the yes and amen. 
It means that when God made promises in the Old Testament, people were wondering if God was going to be good to his word. And when Jesus showed up, it was amen. He's good to everything he said. When prophets would give prophecies and they would wonder, I wonder if Jesus is going to fulfill that. Jesus shows up and it's amen. Everything that was prophesied, true. Think about this. You and I don't know this world, but in the Old Testament, they would have to make animal sacrifices to cover for their sin. And they'd walk away from there and the priest would say, you're covered. You're good with God. And they'd be like, you sure, right? You're sure, right? You're good. And they'd leave, get this. They would leave the temple after making a sacrifice without an amen. They wouldn't have an assurance of an amen because all those things were just symbols and things that were pointing to the amen that was coming. So that when they, when they would look at the cross now, when we look at the cross, we don't have to say, are we sure that God's word is true? Are we sure that his promises are real? Are we sure that Jesus, it, it, he said, I'm the amen. I'm the amen. I'm here. I'm the amen. Everything's true. When Jesus said it is finished on the cross, it wasn't like we lose. It was like, Amen. Everything is true. Everything is real. It's finished. Jesus drives the peg, the stake, the so be it, the let it be so. And I believe this. We've got to stop doubting God. We've got to stop doubting God. You sit there. Well, I wonder if he'll, I wonder if he'll be true. And if I can step out in faith and trust him, he is the amen. He's already amended. If you say, well, I wonder if, if he says, if I'm, I feel alone, I feel forsaken. He's like, I am the amen. You are never alone. Did you not hear what I said? I said, never will I leave you or forsake you. He said, you could go into all the world and, and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, teaching people to obey whatever he said. And he said, I am with you always. He said, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. He said, he's overcome. Do you understand that? We got to start praying with a lot more amen on us. We got, to stop, uh, we got to start praying with a lot more faith on us, a lot more boldness on us, a lot more, yes, amen, your word is true, you are the wit, you are the ruler. It's true, it's true, it's true. In Revelation 3, in Revelation 3, I don't have the reference, I believe it's Revelation 3, verse 14, it might be verse 20, but it's Revelation 3. He says, it says, Jesus is the amen, the faithful and true witness the ruler of God's creation. Do you understand that? The Bible ends with Jesus is the amen. He's the faithful and true, the ruler of all. Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. He's saying, I am the let it be so. I'm the truth. I'm the amen. You can trust God's word. Everything's real. I want to elevate our prayer life today. I want us to pray so we can't wait to put a double amen on it. I really do. I want us to pray where we're like, we'll pause and we'll realize in this moment, we are coming into the presence of God. We are coming into the one who, who validated everything and said, I've, I've heard it. I've lived it. You can align with it. I am the amen. I'm the amen. That's what he's saying. And I want to pray today that we will realize that Jesus hears our prayers. Jesus answers our prayers. Jesus is the amen. Jesus wants us to pray boldly. He said, come into his presence boldly. That's what Hebrews talks about. We can go in with access and be bold in his presence. We don't have to come in there like, well, if you wanted to, we're like, yes. We know your promises are true. They are yes and amen. So God, I pray right now that we'd increase the fervor. We'd increase the intensity. 
No more halfway prayers. No more prayers that don't even deserve an amen. Lord, we, we want to pray prayers that are, are faith-filled, life-giving, uplifting, ready to go to the next level. God, help our, our, our faith to rise up. Help us to align with the things we pray and the things we say amen to. God, drive a stake in the ground for us. Let it be so. Let it be real. I pray that we'd not give up believing for the promises of God. We'd not give up for the praying for the salvation of our loved ones. We'd not give up that you're going to give us our breakthrough. We'd not give up on the call that you put on our life. God, we would keep believing that you are the yes and amen. We believe that, God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Elevate our prayer. Elevate our faith. Elevate our life alignment so we can pray in Jesus' name and say amen and amen.